Greetings and welcome back, everyone, to Let's Talk About Star Wars, masquerading this week as a support group for two individuals who have to wait an entire day to go see Rise of Skywalker while it feels like everyone in our lives has already seen it or is currently seeing it as we speak. What in the heck? Yes. Hi, I'm Garrett Weinzerl here with Jenny Josephson. Tom Merritt is in Tokyo? He's in Japan. In, I don't know what part in of Japan. Flight? In route? In route to the future. To yeah. the future, Jenny. That's a yeah. time zone joke. We're digging deep for laughs this episode. He's going forward to the future. My least favorite sequel. Yes, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet and never will. Yes. Uh, however, you know, as sad as I am that I have to wait to see uh, Rise of Skywalker, it kind of works out well for our schedule, Jenny, that you and I are both not seeing a Thursday showing of the film. Instead, we're, we, we are going to a Friday. I almost had opted, but uh, I didn't purchase tickets and it was a mistake. So um, it, it works out, though, because we get to talk about The Mandalorian Chapter 7, The Reckoning. Which yes. Aired last or night. Or the fixing from the previous week. <laughs> we we um we, we we apparently had some polarizing opinions. Uh if if uh people on Twitter uh saying we were on crack was uh yeah. was anything to go by. You know, it's interesting. It's very rare that the three of us completely, completely agree, right? Like just on answer. a negative take. Yeah. That's the rarest of all. And then to have like, you know, a, a heftily decent size of the population be like, what? It's really interesting split. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not really don't know what to take from that other than I don't know, really for me, it just, so much of it came down to, I have liked Bill Burr more in every role I've seen him in other than that one. That was really where it started to fall apart and crumble for me. And for you, it was, uh, it was hissing. So, you know, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But yes, we were back. Um, we are back into the main arc of the Mandalorian this week with uh, with the reckoning. We're the the chickens have come. The Blurg have come home to roost, Jenny. Yes, three of them, and only well, never mind. Oh God, yeah. I guess we're we're already getting into it. Before we get too deep into it, uh, Jenny, I do want to take a moment to thank everyone supporting us over at patreoncom slash Let's Talk About Star Wars because. Y'all were a wonderful, a wonderful Christmas bonus this year. Thank you so much for the support, everybody. If you like the show, head on over. Patreon.com slash Let's Talk About Star Wars. Um, You're there for us when we need you, like right now, because we can't be seeing Last Jedi. Uh, I mean, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I'm so excited. Did you just say Last Jedi? I mean, we could go see Last. Do you want to pause and go watch Last Jedi, Jenny? We could. <laughs> Nothing's stopping us. Uh, uh, if we want to just like double down on polarizing, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I could go off on a tangent, but I won't. Um, let's talk about the reckoning. Like I said, we're we're finally kind of back on the main arc here, starting with uh more really stilted hologram acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go as far as I'm gonna just piss off every Predator fan ever. I'm going to go as far as to say that Carl Weathers, I don't want to say he's not a good actor. I've seen him be great. I've seen him running through jungle. I, like It's fantastic what he's done in the Predator movies and in every other movie and Rocky. Like, what the hell? He's fantastic. But uh, this isn't his role. I, I don't, I like him 
when he's acting with other characters in The Mandalorian, but both times now, Jenny, when he's on hologram, I'm just like, wait, who, this is someone that did really bad uh, JRPG dubs from like 2002 direct to this. I don't know what's going on. It, it feels like a bad video game voice acting session. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, and like the enthusiasm that he always has for a Mandalorian is a character choice, but I don't like it. It doesn't fit with my concept of Carl Weathers acting, just like overly cheerful while also trying to kill you. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's, For me, it's a mini, a mini thing. I just thought it was funny that it's the second time we've seen him hands on hips on a hologram call. I'm like, man, he just... I, I don't know if he, he just acts well when they put him in a box for a hollow scene. I think it's just a right. little, little funky because I loved him in the bar uh, later on when we get back to the cantina and things are clearly not going the plan. They're looking at him and he's looking at them and he's got some quips. I'm like, yeah, this is Carl Weathers as hell. This is what I came for. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, he the Mandalorian's like basically stuck in space, like anywhere he goes, someone's going to try to get the child. And so even though like it's very clear from the non expression on his non face that he knows something is not right about this, like it's very obviously a twap, um, he still thinks there's a way he can get out of it by going to recruit at least at that moment, one member of a team from the peaceful planet uh, where uh Cara Doom Dune like a dune, like the dune right. sea or like right. the science fiction series dune right okay not Caleb Doom uh I'll never get that right and she's fighting someone with a super cool like tap out mechanism which I thought was amazing <laughs> it was the most over-engineered Star Wars crap ever I was just I, I literally as I was watching it went why don't they just use a rope yeah <laughs> Just, although I will say, right like right when I was kind of like, this really could have been a rope, you know, she's choking him out and it breaks. And I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to know. That's enough yep. visual storytelling. Now I know the tap out yep. mechanism is choking them out with the, I, I almost thought it was a power coupling a la a pod racer, but they could touch it and they didn't go super numb or anything like Jar Jar's dumb head did. So <sighs> I, uh, I don't know what that was, Jenny. It looked very power coupling-esque, but I'm- uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to, if tapping out is choking out, I guess that's a good device. Yes. Um, And so, you know, she's recruited for the team on the premise of going after um, people in the empire or former empire or semi-current empire. I love that whole conversation where she's just like, no, I don't need to go. No, I'm good. I don't need the money. I'm perfectly fine here. You get to kill Imperials. I'm in. I'm in. That was wonderful. I love that. That, that Son is... of a bitch. That's my, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the Rick and Morty where they. The most recent, in, or, uh, second most yeah, recent episode. Yeah, where they the, the, the entirely heist destroy the concept of putting a heist together. Yeah, oh my, uh, you know what? It just now hit me that that. Son of a bitch. Oh, you know, considering I didn't like the heist episode of The Mandalorian, I think Rick and Morty <laughs> might be onto something. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, this is sort of like, I guess it's this is an anti-heist or reverse half gainer triple heist uh, an unheist uh so yeah but he's still putting together a crew so she's in uh then baby yoda they leave him alone for one second and baby yodas do what baby yodas do which is almost crash the spaceship um so they realize like maybe they might actually need a minder um so it's like 
I guess he has a lot of gas because then they go back to another planet. Well, and g- gas get... has never been an issue in Star Wars outside of a single feature length film. Yes, right. But that feature-length film has scarred me forever, which is like, of course gas is expensive. You have to get, like, hyperspace gas, um, which is apparently Little Rocks. Well, you know, um, I take that back because yeah, there was also Coaxium in uh, Solo. Yeah. So never mind. We've Star Wars, a little hung up on, on fuel uh, yeah, in the last few years. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. So uh, then, so they go and they get Queel. Queel. Yeah, I kept saying, uh, it, 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 I, it, the pronunciation is hard for me. I've just, I was just calling him Quill, but there's it's yeah. like a harder U in there. It's like a Quill. Yeah. There's double I eyes. I think it's an E. I think they pronounce it Quill. Quill. We're going with Quill. Yeah. Quill. Yeah. So, uh, and he's not in until it's protect the child, right? Like each of them has their reason. Like they have no reason to want to go do this except for their one reason that happens to coincide with the Mandalorian's little mission. All of this played and, out so much like a, like some fun dialogue dice rolls in a D and D session. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like there Son is the right, a- there's the right way to get this NPC to do the thing you want them to do and you need to figure it out. Right. So, and then of course he's not alone. This is a very, I think, a very good reveal uh, that he has. And you get some not unextensive backstory of lovingly recreating a droid and bringing them back to life, uh, which I quite enjoyed uh, because, again, it's the Mandalorian taking another look at a class of um, sentient or semi-sentient life that is uh, often just ignored or bad-mouthed or whatever and giving you another take on it yeah i to bring in another show i'm, I'm assuming jenny have you, you've seen breaking bad right yes all right i i was watching the the vignette uh, or the montage if you will or the flashback whatever the hell you want to call it of of reprogramming ig11 and mm-hmm. i couldn't help but think god i wish this was its own episode and i wish it was essentially silent i want the fly episode of breaking bad but just quill quill reprogramming IG 11. Oh, <laughs> that's I wanted to, I want 30 great. minutes of that. I want to watch it. I thought it was so charming. Yep. It, it was like very Pixar esque in a way. Yes. Yes. And then of course he's as compliant and, and proper as a, as a lamb there, uh, which I'm sure is going to last through the last episode. I, yeah, um, I would argue maybe uh, Quill was a little too successful because, boy, he could have really used a, a capable murder bot later on in the yeah. episode. Um. So, all right. So they got that guy and they got that droid and they're they that's it. Right. They don't pick up anyone yeah, else. They've got, oh, they've got Caradun. They've got Quill. They've got three blurgs. Technically IG 11, although all he really does is serve tea. You're right. They have right. three blurgs. That was a great reveal when they yeah. come down the, the ramp. And I'm like, oh, damn, it's like the cow episode of Firefly, but more interesting because yep. they're mounts and they're not yep. cows. Yep. So. Oh, and Carl Weathers, who they meet uh, uh on ground with three sketchy uh, dudes. Yeah. And yeah. So Carl Weathers is, is essentially part of the crew now. So, right. Yeah. They, they, they made good on that interview. I saw with, with, uh, with Pedro Pascal where he said, yeah, you know, Mando's kind of putting together a crew and I'm watching this whole season going, there is no crew. These are no one-offs and we're not returning to them. The only person who got more than one episode was Queel. 
And we didn't mm-hmm. even know his name until this week, Jenny. Yes. Ugnot. I have a name. I just kept calling him I have spoken. That's that, that yeah. is what Katie and I have referred to him as since this show premiered. Hello, Mr. I have spoken. Um, so of course, then phew. Uh uh they have this scene which with, with what I assume are Minox, right? Uh they were they were too big and too murderous to be Minox, but they've definitely, you know, cut from the same cloth. Like murder knocks? Yeah, let's call them that. We'll call them murder knocks. Let's call them that. Yeah, their their heads were very different too. They more yeah. traditional kind of dragon bird thing going on than a strange suction cup thing. Right. So then you get a little bit of a predator esque situation, right? So first of all, uh, peace out to two blurgs, two of three blurgs bite it. Um, and Carl Weathers almost gets his, I'm just going to call him Carl Weathers, almost gets his arm ripped off. Uh, and then, oh, 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 well, we missed baby Yoda exploring all of his different force abilities, right? Uh, Almost murdering. We missed baby Yoda almost murdering (laughs) someone is what I think. I believe you meant to say, (laughs) Jenny. Yeah. Give a kid a blowtorch. He'll probably murder someone. Give a kid force powers and no one to train him. And he might force choke someone he thinks is hurting his daddy figure. I I really liked this scene. Also, um, it was hilarious because beforehand, before we started watching the episode, uh, Katie and I were like, hey, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? And I kind of jokingly said, I'm like, baby Yoda's going to kill everybody. (laughs) Baby Yoda's just going to just cap some fools. And then he started choking Cara Dune. And I'm like, I called it. Oh my God. At first I thought he was, when he started, I'm like, Oh, he's going to force push or pull one of the arms to, to help either Mandalorian win or help Cara Dune win. And I was like, Oh, who's he going to help? And instead when I, when I realized that he's choking Cara Dune, I'm like, Oh, this got really dark really fast. Yep. I mean, and it makes you wonder. So it makes you wonder a number. That is actually a thing we should not have skipped over because it makes you wonder a couple things. Do you natively just know that you're supposed to choke someone's oxygen supply or were you taught that by someone who is not on the light side in Uh, your 50 years? It's it's uh, yeah, 50 years. We'll get we'll, we'll get to it in a second because I had some interesting theories when the big baddie was revealed about what where baby Yoda came from. Right. Um, but uh, or is it just like instinctively that's what you do unless told not to? Yeah, maybe. Right. Like if, if you've yeah. been around long enough to experiment with your abilities, maybe for baby maybe, uh, God. Uh, help the local frog population, but maybe uh, baby Yoda choked out a couple frogs in his time and right. the experimentation <laughs> of what he can do with his abilities. Um, and in fact, like my head kind of kind of starts running with it because he did put his hand up to the droid in the previous episode, um, which ended in that kind of comical reaction when the droid gets shot, baby Yoda looks at right. his hand, but maybe he was trying to force choke the droid and it just didn't work because it's a right. droid. So I have one brief uh, tangent aside here, which is, the first thing I thought when he did that was the Ben Solo line of you need a teacher. And then I started spinning out and thinking, well, all right, who are the force people around who could be a teacher? And then I thought there are three. One we're not going to see. They're not throwing in Luke Skywalker post, you know, Re- Return of the Jedi. That's probably not happening. And then I thought, well, who are the other two teachers that just went off together to the Outer Rim to try to find the first 
third potential teacher. And I was like, oh, my God, season three. Oh, it was like Ahsoka. And then it was I mean, two. Filoni technically isn't the showrunner, right? He's Yeah, but no, but he's in, he's hip deep in this show. Oh, like, I'm aware. No yeah, it's just that when I think of the kind of feloniism of it, although I haven't seen season two of Resistance, so I don't know if anything's getting picked up from Rebels, but Rebels definitely picks up pieces from Clone Wars right. very directly. So I'm, There I'm, are three characters just floating out there, and two of them are good with the Force, and one of them was around to see the Jedi Temple and how you train little bitty babies. One of them the is whole- a straight-up Mandalorian. Right. That was the point. I was, yeah. So uh, the moment I thought like you need a teacher, I was like, oh, I know. I, I know how I would do this if I was doing like headcanon fiction, you know. Yeah. So that was exciting. Anyway, yep. tangent. There's there's options. We could also bring someone new in or right. the baby could continue being uh, an untrained force, which <laughs> I kind of like. Yeah. I like the, yeah. the X factor that the the child brings because um, it's, it's such a different version of the force or representation of the force that we've dealt with in the past. Like even with, you know, Luke, when we meet him and he doesn't quite know how to use his powers or the same thing for Ray, they're still somewhat guided. You know, they're kind of pointed at the direction they're supposed to head. Whereas baby Yoda just is a, it's just a child with superpowers. And I love playing with that. The whole idea of like, what, what could Superman have done when he was a child and didn't know any better if, you know, things went South. Right. And also like, um, uh, we've never seen, I don't think, a force person heal someone that directly. Have we? Oh, I'm racking my brain and oh, I keep coming up with uh, MMO classes in the Old Republic massively multiplayer online role playing game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of a direct example. I'm, I'm coming up blank. Yeah. So let us know if we're wrong, but... Uh, yeah, that was like a straight out of like um, some other sci-fi property where they like wave your hand and you're healed and everybody's like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's if anything, I thought it was like the first thing that pops into my mind is a whole tale of Darth Plagueis. Right, right. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I'm not saying it's inherently a, a dark side thing. It's just that if I'm thinking of major links uh, or any link that I even know of that I, that I know comes from a canon source. That's, that's the first thing that pops into my yeah. mind. Yeah. Okay. So team assembled team healed, uh, Carl Weathers nukes his escorts because he's can't now kill the Mandalorian after the Mandalorians, uh, foster Yoda, uh, healed has saved his life, right? Uh, poison and all. So yes. now they are the true team. And they actually do need to come up with a plan. And uh, I don't know. How'd that go? They're, they're planning? Yeah. Not not great. No. Their planning did not go great. Um, uh-uh. Also, like, if we're going to give Carl Weathers a hard time uh, for, for Hollow Call, I do want to say uh, Grief Karga spinning around, double pisses out, murdering the two other fools, like shooting past Caradune and uh, Mando. Mm, great. Wonderful. That's Solid again. Work. Why I come, why I am, I am here for, for Carl Weathers in my Star Wars. Um, but yeah, the whole, uh, there was a lot of setup to re-entering the town and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad there was, um, because the, it was a nice descent into like the lion's den. 
because you know they're trying to come up with their plan and they decide you know to kind of like send the Ugnot back with the child. Everyone else is going to go in and, and pretend like they captured the Mando, which um, you know frankly didn't work that well uh, when they pretended to capture a Wookiee for other heroes in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. So I, I should have probably seen this coming. Um, but you know, walking up to the gates, seeing scout troopers on speeder bikes. Like I know some people are like member berries. And I'm like, it's star Wars. These things exist. You got to play with the pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, it was pretty, pretty big member berries for me. Cause I love, I love scout troopers and, uh, mm-hmm. and speeder bikes very, very much. Um, and I love what a wonderful little just flourish of world building texture of, I gave you 20 credits for his helmet. Yeah. I love like, that. It's no longer the, emperor's forces you know yeah well it's and even like, even if they were it's like they're so far out in the outer rim yeah. right like that probably yeah. was going down even during the peak of the empire yeah um so okay so they go in they do this little situation the obvious flaw in their plan is immediately apparent which uh, is okay let me see the kid <laughs> i thought there was more to the plan like you've got You've got a closed up floaty baby stroller. Put put some thermal detonators in there, man. Right. What do you do? Nope. I was I was just waiting for like the the kick the the crib out more into the middle of the room and it just boom. Like no plan. Never happened. Like really, your plan was just to well, if there's only four stormtroopers, we can handle it. That was your plan. Yeah, that was pretty thin. Pretty nope. thin on the planning side, everyone. A little bit thin, and you know I can get understand Mando being down for it, but no one else is wearing. It's wearing Beskar. It's just him. Oy. So yeah, it was a little uh, a little rough. Um, so saved by the phone. They were saved by the phone. Can we also just give a shout out to Werner Herzog? Oh, gone like, too reaching soon. Reaching peak Werner Herzog in this scene. Yeah. Like, dude. I'm is- only mad at you intellectually. I'm not actually mad at you. I'm mad at your intellectual failure when you betrayed me. Like, it was so... Like delightfully specific what he was upset about. The, the, I, I don't remember it exactly, but it was like well, only Werner Herzog would be mad at you about this. It was the, kind of the 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 highest level of can't we just be professional about this? Yes, that's like, right. That's can, right. What happened to if, common if professionality? If you refer to the corporate guidebook, <laughs> yes, it was such. It is such a well established. It's such a well played character uh if any like i know everyone is sad and beaten up over the ending of this episode and i go nay the saddest thing in this episode is the death of Werner herzog's character the client that's that's the saddest part of this the client was killed by the big bad who uh, theoretically was once on the same side right (laughs) Well, the client is a former imperial. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think it was necessarily. I mean, they're all technically former imperials, right? Right. He's still wearing an imperial medallion and in garb, and you know, flanked by a small garrison of the world's greasiest stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got to go through the car wash. Which. Um, yeah. I. I mean, it's that. That seems on brand, uh, especially yeah. for you know, post fall of the emperor empire of just yeah. whatever i'm making another power grab here you have you have annoyed me to the point of where i will just kill you kill you yeah so i want to shout out to something that i feel like we take for granted in live action but it blew me away how beautifully 
that TIE fighter landed and in what detail it landed Mm. and how we take it for granted that we've seen that a lot in animation during Clone Wars and Rebels and lots of things. We've seen lots of ships, but whoa, I'm sorry. Like we've never seen a TIE fighter land like that in live action, just so detailed and graceful. And then it's little wings just go. um, I'm really hung up on it. Yeah, I made Matt watch it twice. I I'm really like, look at that. I don't think I like it. Oh, um, really? And no. I'm, I'm really weirdly hung up on this, Jenny, and I'm aware that this is weird because nine point <laughs> nine times out of ten, I will defer to, especially in Star Wars, I will defer to. Did it look cool? I'm in. Right. But big starship nerd and. We've never seen a TIE fighter do that. And uh, I'm thinking back to other Filoni properties, Rebels. It, Rebels is lousy with TIE fighters just sitting on the ground. We've never seen one like that. So my brain, I can't get, I want this to be a single one-off custom TIE fighter because I don't like the insinuation that all TIE fighters could do this and we just haven't seen it. TIE fighters oh, no. do not have landing gear. I entirely imagine that it was a prototype from this guy's pet project, much like the Tide Defender that did not get picked up. So he's been tooling around. He kept this thing in a basement somewhere and he's been tooling around and now it's like his personal like flex. So this is like taking a Dodge Neon and putting a Lambo door hinges on it so that the doors yes. open up all cool like. Yes. Even though I it's an economy car. This, was, this went into production. Mm, okay. Right? If, it, if that is the case, I am stoked, but I'm like, I'm like, please, don't retroactively no. take away my TIE fighters like being hung from the ceiling because they're not actually particularly great at landing on the ground because that was always this weird they're little detail about TIE fighters that I loved so much. Well, they're never meant to land. They're either meant to shoot you down and return or crash. Yeah, well, they do land in Rebels. Like Rebels, yeah. we I never really knew or it never came up that TIE fighters could hover. And then Rebels, we saw so many hovering TIE fighters and they would just land with their, you know, their their uh, solar panel wings just up and down like yeah. vertically. Um, so, yeah, it was this weird. It was this really weird moment where this, you know, odd little grain of my fandom just goes, that's not right. That is not how that works. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I usually hate those types of reactions where I'm like, whatever, whatever they want to make the new canon, that's the new canon. Let's just have fun with it. But this one, that one got to me. <laughs> so, okay. So out rises from this TIE fighter on a little elevator so that it does not have to, you know, crawl or fall out or whatever. Uh, your Breaking Bad references are about to go off the chart because here comes Moff Gideon, a.k.a. Guillermo. Nope. Start over again. Giancarlo Esposito. Very tired. Um, And he's basically Gus Fring in space. His costume is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And even before we see him, just the visual language of being in that cantina with the dirty, greasy stormtroopers and everyone dying. And then we look through the broken glass of the cantina to see for the first time in this entire series, pristinely white stormtroopers flanked by death troopers from Rogue One. Mm. It was like the Empire had come back. Like they Mm -hmm. just like phoenixes rose from the ashes of these shitty grease troopers. And I was in it. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. You think, right? It makes you think there's there that you're looking at the seeds of the first order. Maybe, right? Like, although I, I don't know. I think of the fourth, the first order is 
Because I think of Kylo and I'm like, ah, first order, a bunch of reenactors that bought their costumes at Hot Topic. But uh, <laughs> like, like, um, yeah, it, it did. It hit me hard because like, yeah, you know, girl, storm. It's it's I feel like it's hard to make stormtroopers seem scary. Yes. To a certain degree, but because of the time we spent, the 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 labor that the the first three episodes of Mandalorian put into really informing us of the real the dire straits that the Empire or the remnants of the Empire are in, because of how few stormtroopers there were and how dusty they looked, to finally yeah. seeing a full uh, a full platoon in yeah. uh, in their full regalia, you know, shine to the to the to the you know to the teeth. Um, it really worked for me. And yeah. you watched the, did you watch the Mandalorian panel from the last celebration? No, I didn't get to see it. Okay. Cause both John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni talked about, you know, one of their shoots, they needed an, an, an insane number of stormtroopers and they just didn't have enough costumes. So they just called in members of the 501st. Right. The extras. And it had to have been this episode. It had to have been this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, was it, I start, I thought about it the other day cause I was falling, I was having trouble falling asleep. So I rewatched episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, cause episode's just so much fun. And I was thinking about the stormtroopers. And I'm like, this isn't that many. I don't think they brought in extras for this. And then this episode, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, that was it. That had to be it. There were so many extras. So great. So great. Um, So yeah. So then the one thing that I found really notable about um, Moff Gideon, he was personally offended by how little they knew about baby Yoda, which totally made me think that he made or, um, Tr- uh, discovered or grew off a baby Yoda tree, this child and had been nurturing him for a significant period of time. For some reason, I got the sense that he was baby Yoda's evil foster daddy. I think so too. And there was also, there was also some like lines about cloning and, yes. and uh, Queel got into it saying that that baby Yoda did not look manufactured. Uh, right. And then also, like, I don't know, was he hitting on Cara Dune? <laughs> I don't know. They had a weird dynamic. They had a weird they dynamic. Were, a very strange like, dynamic. They wanted to yell at each other, but they were kind of both on the same side. Yes, it was. I mean, that's that's what I want out of the of a crew bickering yes. is like a, a the, where your ideals do not coalesce. Uh, and yet you have to get over them for the, the larger plan at hand. Like this was such, to me, this was such a better, uh, crew episode than, than the previous one. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know what was going on there, but, but it's like, are we supposed to take what Quill said as scripture that, that, I mean, why else would they interject that if they weren't trying to give us a little bit of a breadcrumb trail, unless they're trying to throw us off the scent. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just because a, doctor with a clone patch was involved doesn't necessarily mean that that the child is a clone it could be that they're trying to clone the child right but he definitely like was involved there is not the first time he's seen this baby no yeah yeah like just buff gideon just seemed offended like at at a at a, at a str- like a almost strangely pedestrian level like he yep. looked like he found a hair in his soup but yeah, the dudes whose who whose soup you serve to with hair in it also has a platoon of 
murderers at its disposal. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then we get to the sound part. Yeah, this this the sad part. Uh, it was beautifully done. It was really well done. The, the editing oh, in this episode was phenomenal. Spectacular. I was uh, obviously also the directing because some of these shots, especially of okay. Mm, yes, total member berries nerdgasm for me of this the speeder bikes gaining on Queel over yeah. the over the the planet. Like I was just I was so elated and happy with this, and that low shot of poor baby Yoda just in the dirt, and the speeder bike, uh, the scout trooper just leans over this wonderful low shot as he kind of comes in on an angle and just one handed scoops him up. And this kid gets knocked around so much. I, I mean, look, at he kind of looks like an old boot. That's some thick, like, old leather skin on, uh, on that 50-year-old child. Baby old Buddha. <laughs> He's, you know, a wise man in another franchise once said, it's not the years, it's the miles. The mileage. The yep. mileage. Yeah, I messed up the quote. Go me. Um, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so we end on a cliffhanger. Um, Quill is probably gone. I mean, it seems pretty clear. His blurg, so no more blurgs. Um, three, three went. Three are not going back. Yeah, um, I think there's sucks. a chance Quill gets picked up by IG Eleven, and you know, maybe mended. Maybe reverse engineer saves him, like he saved him. That'd be nice. That you know, kind of comes full circle, kind of thing. I think it would. Yeah. The weight of the episode would be better if Quill did not make it. Although that would make me very sad. Yeah. Uh, but IG-11 just says, I was waiting because it's like, well, we made a very big deal of IG-11 coming back. Yes. Yeah, so clearly he's the star of episode eight. I, well, that and I think we didn't really get to see Cara Dune or the yeah. Mando throw down. Yeah. Or Grief Karga. I yeah. think I, something something's going to go a little off for our our imperial remnants here. And I think mm-hmm. our heroes are going to get to, 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 you know, clap back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, baby Yoda is not just going to speed away with the stormtrooper; Like he's going to have something to say about it. We right? saw that he can force choke. Yeah. So, uh, we shall see. Um, yeah. So I, I could not be more excited. And then of course we're not going to discuss, but there was that preview cause I didn't watch it, uh, of rise of Skywalker. um, but uh, it was there. So that was the mandated purpose of the Mandalorian <laughs> coming out Wednesday instead of Friday. I did uh, watch it. Um, oh, it's a well, short wait. scene that doesn't really give anything away. Yeah. Just, if you want to see the Millennium Falcon do some cool Millennium Falcon things, you get to see the yeah. Millennium Falcon do some cool Millennium Falcon things. Yeah. So that's all I got. Uh, but I loved it. It was a return to form for me. It paid off all the things we were like, that was cool. But is it going to pay off? Yes. <laughs> yes yeah i'm very ready for the next one and i know i've said uh, i think i brought it up multiple times on the show that i'm not a fan of cliffhangers but this is how you do a cliffhanger that's a great that's one. Right. and it's that's all right. i'm also okay with it if i only have to wait a week yes we're if, gonna have to spend a week worrying about the safety and security of baby yoda and all of our dreams uh but in between then we will be talking quite a bit about another star wars property which will be exciting yes yes we will and so that brings us to the end of this little chat. I loved this episode deeply. This, 
Me too. It's almost like I just like uh, I like a good I like a hard arc, and yep. this is returning to the arc, and so I'm just happy. We in my house we call that a plot whore, and it's okay. A plot whore. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm please. Steal that. We give it to you freely. I'm Take one of those it. weirdos that really likes that season of Matt Smith Doctor Who that was like a pretty hard arc. Yeah. That's one of my yeah. favorite ones. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they got to tell like a, a whole, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Nice, nice change. And then my Doctor Who friends are like, you don't get it. That's not, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, All right. Well, uh, you know where you can find me. On the Millennium Falcon on Saturday at Disneyland after seeing Rise of Skywalker on Friday. Uh, you can find me uh, probably just screeching about whatever happens in the Rise of Skywalker uh, on Saturday. I'm not going to East Coast uh, Batu, um, but I uh, might just be in my house just screeching. So, uh, yeah, there will be much screeching. Lots of it. Lots of it, indeed. So, so much. The next time we talk, Jenny, we will know how the Skywalker saga ends. Uh, I can't believe it. You're either going to love it or hate it. Yeah. I. Tom seems happy. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel refreshed. Oh, that we probably shouldn't say that. But oh, well, Tom seems happy. He tweeted it publicly. I know. It's out in the world. Like, that's that. The, the, to those of you about to email, we salute you. <laughs> <laughs> anyways enjoy it everybody thank you for listening to this episode of let's talk about star wars uh write in feedback at let's talk about star wars.com if you want to support the show it's patreon.com slash let's talk about star wars uh as we mentioned in the previous show tom Merritt is traveling so we're not entirely sure when we're going to be able to get together for our rise of skywalker spoiler episode but it will happen and we promise you it will happen as soon as we can make it happen yep just so, hang in there. Yeah. Hey, baby, baby, hold together. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, have a great movie weekend. Enjoy it. May the force be with you. Always and especially right now. Self-destruct. Do not self-destruct! <laughs>